Gay SA Radio, where you are family. Here are some best bits and highlights from Rainbow Talk for the week ending 7 September. Here's DK chatting to Pastor Reverend Debo Homoema about his new LGBTQ show. Gay SA Radio, where you are family. This is DK Sibanda, and I'm talking to Urev slash Dr. We are going to talk about the show that he is hosting on DSTV, a show called I Was in the Closet. Mfundisi, can you please tell us firstly about yourself? My name is Deuho Moyema. I am a pastor by calling and by training also a theologian. I have a passion for speaking the good news, which is the gospel, to bring about knowledge that will deliver people from the jails of incarceration that comes through ignorance. Particularly, I believe the Lord has called me to minister a lot to my own community, which is the LGBTI community. That's where my proclivity pushes me just to speak to my own people that it is well for them to understand that even the word gay means God, God always loves you and God always welcomes you. I was born and bred at Eburuleni, which is part of Houghton East in the small town called Springs. That's where I was brought up. And by God's grace, God allowed me to live in Kabla cities, to live in Johannesburg, to live in the city of London for a little while, and to live in Los Angeles, where I also studied uh, in my early years of my 20s. And I've been back home, and what I've done in 1997, when I first came out to my family, together with Pastor Tandegiso, who is now going to be with the Lord, we started HU. MCC, which was the first LGBTI church in South Africa. And uh, I think with that, we liberated quite a lot of people to come out. So this show is born out of that history. To say 20 years later, we're still echoing the same message that is good for people to come out, to accept themselves very comfortable in their skin and know that, you know, no one created anybody except God. And when God created, he said, all is good. And that word is very inclusive. He created people in their diversity. The diversity includes race, but particularly today, it also includes gender and different sexual orientation. And within the sexual orientation, of course, there's variants of this expression. And all of that was said, it is Good. It's a human order that people decided we should separate ourselves and believe that other people are lesser than the other, which is born out of ego, which is born out of fear of that which is unknown to you. So I believe we are correcting the course to open people's eyes that nothing is wrong with somebody who has a different sexual orientation than yours, whether they are in the majority or whether they are in the minority, Mm -hmm. it is for us then how to live and coexist together without demonizing, dehumanizing, or even removing any other's dignity. And remember that everyone has the right to live.
tell us about the show that you are currently hosting on DSTV. Can you kindly take us through the show? What is it about and how is it contributing in making change for LGBTQ plus persons? This show is all about LGBTI narrative, encouraging people to step out of the closet and embrace themselves and tell the world, firstly, families, communities, and the whole world that, yes, I am gay and I am okay. In the last 13 episodes, I have interviewed a number of people from gay, lesbian, transgendered, and people from different walks of life, from judges to a girl who is just coming up and embracing her sexuality. Even people in leadership who are also a part of LGBTI activism. So from my experience, what I have observed and learned from this show, a lot of people have come to a liberating knowledge. And a lot of people, because one thing that I have from a lot of folks that I've interviewed in the show, what is fanning and, and what is encouraging the society to have a negative view and attitude towards LGBTI people is the seven scriptures, we call them the global scriptures, which in fact, these very scriptures have been quoted out of context. And a lot of people will pick and choose one line and out of that line make a doctrine that they believe represents the intention of God. And if we even think for a moment, God who says my central identity is love, God is the essence of love, and the attributes of God in my knowing this personal God that I know are mercy, compassion, and justice. I don't see how there can be dualism in God that he can flip and also be a cruel and an evil God who wants to create people and create them only to be punished by the rest of the world because they are some type of, you know, in the manufacturing, you can create certain things and there are those that are rejected because they are not followed the prototype of the manufacturer's ideal of the product. And with God, all human beings are the exact prototype of what he intended. It's only the scriptures that they have been misunderstood and people misunderstanding the very intention of this God that we want to represent, that God is love. And God is saying to all of us, let us learn to love one another. And the learning that we don't come knowing how to love, we learn how to love. And equally, we learn how to hate. So this show is all about sensitizing people and opening people's eyes because Jesus says they have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. So a lot of people do not see, do not hear, and they are not even hearing this beckoning from God who says, I'm a God of love, come and learn from me so that you can learn how to first love yourself. And when you love yourself enough, you will be able to love your neighbor. And the big problem today, even those who hate, when you look close, you find that they don't love themselves. They are suffering from a low self-esteem. Anyone who loves themselves enough, they have no fear of mm. difference. So you have haters. You have people who are bigoted. 
and I feel sorry for them and my heart flows with compassion because I understand these are lost people. Anytime you have to hate, it takes so much energy to process a negative emotion than a positive emotion. And not only that, it has a negative impact on your emotions. It has a negative impact even on your body system. It does not produce any tonic. It produces toxic. So you see, even the perpetrators are people who need my help, where I have to say, come back to the Lord and come back to the love of God. Learn to love yourself. Learn to celebrate yourself. Forgive yourself. When you work very hard on yourself, you will be able to look with the eyes of God and you will see with love. And when you see with love, you'll see with compassion. Compassion will make somebody to say, Lord, teach me to understand my neighbor so that I love them the way they are. And teach me to understand why you have created this diversity within human beings. There is a reason. What are some of the issues you are tackling except for coming out? Yeah, work central into my heart. And I think every time when I close the show, I do emphasize the importance of rolling the burden of ambiguity and rolling the burden of fear. There's nothing as disturbing as living mask or living with a mask on. You constantly have to look over your shoulders. You constantly have to find out who is saying what about me. Are they seeing me that I'm gay or lesbian? And living in the closet, I think, is the most oppressive jail that one can just walk into voluntarily and live in it. And also it creates imbalances even within the LGBTI society because a lot of people who are in the closet tend to get even into relationships that don't last because they're not true to themselves. You see, a person in the closet will never introduce themselves like I do. I say, my name is Tewomi and they'll be saying, I am Brajo. <laughs> they yeah. all try to hide from something. You see that how psychologically it has a negative impact on them. What's disturbing is that they're in the closet at certain points, they come out before they crawl back and disturb the folks who are free and expressing themselves and embracing their lives fully <laughs> by coming in there and messing them. Imagine someone who is in the closet. How are you going to be able to even introduce them to your family, to your friends? You can't. How are you going to marry someone in the closet? How are you going to have a long-lasting companionship with someone in the closet? Anything you touch that's in the closet, it's smelly and it's bound to bring toxicity into your life. So I encourage people that stop trying to please everybody and stop trying to find approval from people. Everyone is dealing with their own situations. Deal with your situation and come out. Yes, for those who are young and dependent on their parents, I do encourage them that be cautious how you are going to deal with the issue. You know your parents, you know your people. Maybe go through your schooling and finish. And when you can be on your own and you can afford your life, you can say, hey, Mama, Daddy, thank you for bringing me up. I need now to let you know this is who I am before you ask me, Upumakoti, Upumkonyana. Mm. There will be no Mkonyana. There will be no Makoti. If I'm a man, there will be another Mkonyana. If I'm a woman, there will be another Makoti. So I do advise people to be wise. As the scripture says, be wise as a serpent, but be harmless as a dove. 
Uh, if they are in a situation that is very homophobic, people should at least be guided. But if you are coming from a family that is liberated, why not? Just tell them that, hey, in case you have questions, let me help you and ease your consciousness. This is who I am. And I'll tell folks that you work with your friends, your colleagues, it liberates. I have so many friends who are pastors, and a lot of my friends who are pastors are straight. If you see me in and around them and see how liberated I am and how in the, the process I have helped them to turn from being homophobic to being so liberated and so accepting. As a matter of fact, one of my friends even married a lesbian couple who is straight. That's how impacted my friends who are reverent. And I keep coming strong to them to say, hey, listen, when I go wherever, you must know I will come with my own spouse, and my spouse is a male. I'm not going to come with some sister there who's going to pretend to be <laughs> my to wife. Be your wife. They are business. I have to leave. I've got my life to leave. I don't have time to be pleasing everyone. And I encourage people in my show and through my show that please do yourself a favor. Don't live in the darkness. It will affect you negatively. Don't live in that space. It's not a good space. Come out in the sunshine and play with other kids. Can you please tell the listeners <laughs> when and what time is this show playing? The show is on How TV, Yes TV 265, and the show plays on Mondays, 9.30 p.m., and there's a repeat every Saturday at 10 p.m. Now we're still repeating season one, we'll be going on on season two, and season two will be even more interesting. We want to go to people's homes, we want to go to people's social hangouts, so we can just talk and uh, and make the world understand, you know, LGBTI life. We want to talk to LGBTI people who are also married and who have adopted children so that we remove all this negative view of the society that LGBTI people are, are not part of building stable and um, progressive uh, society. And I trust people will tune in and will look through. I think we will have it on YouTube so that we can have the whole season one for people to watch. That's great. We're talking with the station manager that they should upload it on YouTube. But so far, you can keep looking at what we've already recorded on Mondays and on Saturdays. And uh, it will be an eye-opening and very interesting show to watch. Mfundisi, where can people get a hold of you or catch up with you on social media? What are your handles? Uh, I'm on Facebook as Pastor Debu Muyema. They can catch up with me there. I am also on Instagram as Pastor Muema. I am also on Twitter at Tebu Muema. So I'm all over the social media. They can talk to me. But KSA Radio, where you are family, this is DK Sibanda. And I was talking to Rev slash Dr. Tebuho Muema. And we were talking about the show that he is hosting on DSTV. It's a show called I Was in the Closet. Now here's Ray chatting to Lebogam Pasha about all things podiatry. Gay is a radio where you are family. This is Ray and today we are chatting to Lebogam Pasha about podiatry. Hi Lebo. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you. So please tell us what is podiatry? Okay, so podiatry is a medical profession where we deal with conditions of the foot. So we diagnose 
manage and we prevent further complications in the foot. And what made you decide to specialize in podiatry? Yeah, it's a very funny story, actually. <laughs> um, I grew up cutting my grandmother's toenails, standard, oh. um, because she has she used to have these thick nails that nobody was able to cut at all. But somehow I was patient enough and I would sit there for hours trying to get them down. And when I grew up, about to go to varsity, I uh, bumped into podiatry and I was offered some space at UJ. So then I took it and here I am now. Okay. And what complications or issues rather are associated with feet? So we see a lot of ingrowing toenails. We see a lot of bunions. We see a lot of cons and calluses or hard skin at the bottom of your feet. We see a lot of infections. See fungal infections as well. We see a lot of runners, so we prescribe a lot of running shoes. Correct, mm-hmm. running shoes for runners, um, and we also treat malalignment on your feet. So there are people whose uh, leg lengths are not of the same length. So we also address such issues. We address heel pain. There's a lot of conditions associated with the foot, but that's just a minor list. All right. And how can people identify when they might be going through a foot problem or if they do have a foot issue? Okay. So generally it goes back to, are you conscious of your feet? Uh, Mm. Do you know what's on your foot? Mm. So if you know that something was not there before, but it is there, I mean, it's a concern, then you should ask, what is this? You should seek for help. Um, If you experience any sort of discomfort or pain, Seek help. Don't just sit there and think, no, it'll go away on its own because most of the time it doesn't. So those are the type of things that you need to look out for. Right now, focusing more on podiatry, how is podiatry there or how is podiatry rather used to treat uh, these kind of problems? Okay, so we use medicine. Um, We prescribe some medication, some we are not allowed to prescribe, but we also use insoles and orthotics to basically manipulate your foot in a position that we need it to be so that there is no pain in your foot. We also do minor surgery, um, just remo- removal of your toenails if need be, or just the ingrowing part of your nail. Um, so that's the type of things that we do. Okay, and if you can please tell me a little bit more about what are diabetic foot alignments. Okay, so a lot of people who are diabetic get a lot of complications on their feet. Um, Two of the most common ones being peripheral neuropathy, which is loss of sensation. Also, people can get diminished blood supply to their feet. Now, if you lose your sensation, on your foot, you won't be able to feel anything whatsoever. Even if you step on a needle, you won't feel it. If you need, even if you get burnt, you will not feel a thing. Um, that's very dangerous because you can walk with a wound for days and not know. Funny, but people do it. Um, you walk around with a wound for months and months and you don't know that you have a wound. By the time you figure out that there's a wound, it's already too um, complicated to treat immediately. And then should you lose blood supply in your foot plus the sensation, now you're sitting with a 
a case where amputation could be the only option out. So as a podiatrist, it's my responsibility to make sure that as a diabetic patient, you do not get to that stage. It sounds very, very severe and actually very serious. How uh, would you go about treating the diabetic foot alignments? Okay, so if, depending on what you are presenting with, say, for instance, you come in and you are having diminished um, sensation, firstly, I'll need to know how controlled is your diabetes mm. um, so that we can refer you to a dietitian who will then help you on what is it that you need to eat. We, I need to know um, who's treating your sugar levels because then I need to know if your sugar levels are not being treated properly, my management is not going to be of any help to you because I will give you a vitamin B12. I'll also monitor you on a monthly basis to see if there are any changes. Should there be any changes in your foot, we treat them accordingly. Okay. And um, what kinds of myths would you say are associated uh, or surrounding podiatry? Um, Okay. So most people think conditions of the foot or whatever pain that comes on your foot can go away just like that without any management of any type. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want to say that not everything can heal itself. And sometimes you, de- you do need intervention from a medical professional to look at it. And also there's this thing of witchcraft. Um, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I mean, if you are thinking it's witchcraft, at least see a podiatrist first. And then you can also see your traditional doctor to see if it is really witchcraft. Don't just assume it's always witchcraft because it's on your foot. Absolutely. And Lebukhan, you personally, uh, where do you practice from or uh, are you part of a hospital that people can visit you at? Okay, I practice at Kiamat Medical Centers. Um, One is in Kempton Park, specifically Kempton Square. And the other one is in Pretoria CBD. Number two sixty five Permelian Street. All right, Victoria. and and lastly, um, if we left something out, what awareness would you like to shed some light onto about podiatry? Um, I just like to say that as much as we are allied professionals, but your foot is just as important as your chest is. I mean, you use it on a daily basis, and you exert a lot of pressure on it. The least you can do about it is take care of it and look at it, give it attention. Because once it's not there, then you can't get it back. Mm. And how yeah. and where can people seek for help when it comes to their foot or where can they find it? Podiatrists, are they easily accessible? Okay, so in other provinces outside of Gauteng, it may be a bit difficult to find a podiatrist because we are mainly centralized in Gauteng and the Western Cape. Mm. But you can log on to the Podiatry Association of South Africa website or also on med pages, you will be able to find podiatrists on med pages. You just click, you just type podiatrist near me and then it will give you whoever is around you. Perfect. And for people who wish to contact you personally just for some advice or if they'd like to consult with you because they feel more enlightened with you, uh, how can they go about doing this? 
Okay, so my number is 062-214-5627. Or alternatively, they can just send me an email on vlm.phashha at gmail.com. All right, thank you very much, Lebocham Pasha. Um, this is Gay SA Radio, where you are family. I am Ray, and today we were chatting to Lebuham Pasha about podiatry. Remember to catch Rainbow Talk with me, Ray, as well as Zianda, every weekday between 12 and 3 p.m. South African Standard Time, right here on Gay SA Radio, where you are family.